Welcome to Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. Here you'll learn everything you need to know to be a successful real estate entrepreneur and achieve the financial freedom you've always wanted. There's no BS, no fluff, there's zero guru talk, just real real estate flipping knowledge. Here's your host, Greg Simpson. Hey, what's up, Alliance? It's Greg with Flipping Real Estate Like the Pros. And I'm sorry I've been gone a little ways. I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in just a second here. But I want to remind you, uh, how about our new format for this podcast? And as a reminder, that we are going to not only have the interview style podcast like we normally do, we're also going to have this podcast will probably get released on the very beginning of each week. And what we're going to do is we're going to go over case by case studies of different deals that I've done or different deals that other investors that I have interviewed have done. And so sometimes it will be just me talking. Sometimes it will be me interviewing uh, someone specifically about a, a deal. So you guys can kind of understand uh, how the deal structures need to happen, uh, overcoming objections, knowing how to put that deal together. And then some of the inner workings of the deal about getting it to the closing table, you know, how the buyers are found, how the sellers are found, any intricacies that happen. So our first case study is a deal that we just closed the first week of February uh, 2017. And this was a, a fairly unique deal. So this deal, we actually were uh, brought into in probably March, I want to say February, March of 2016, from another wholesaler who was out of the state, was trying to do some virtual wholesaling from a supposed guru who told him how to do this wholesaling nonsense and was under contract for way too much money because he was told by this supposed guru that you just put stuff under contract for, for whatever the sellers are essentially asking, but just a little bit lower than that. Um, so, so they feel like they win, right? It doesn't matter. So they could be asking $50,000 for the, for the property. You say, well, I'll give you 48. And then you're just trying to find out you're putting the property out there for, you know, for $55,000 trying to, to move the property and seeing if there's somebody out there stupid enough to purchase that property at that price. And so that's that's exactly what happened on this deal. They were putting it out at like $35,000 because the seller wanted, I'm sorry, it was like $40,000 because the seller wanted thirty-five dollars for it because that's exactly what she paid for it about eight months prior to that. So I had to find buyers for it. I tried to help this guy out, and uh, long story short, it didn't work out, and he ended up having to cancel, and he kind of looked like an idiot because, when you pull out of contracts, you look like idiots because it means you didn't do your due diligence properly. You know that I've stressed that you do your due diligence on any deal you do, that you are not backing out of contracts. Or if you have to go back and get a small price reduction, that's okay too. But so the deal got canceled, obviously. And then uh, we recruited a new property locator who was also looking to get his real estate license. And so we, we met with him a couple about a month and a half ago. And he's really gung-ho about doing deals with us. And he took some action right away. He went home and was walking uh, his neighborhood with his wife. And they found a vacant and ugly-looking house in their neighborhood. So Dylan uh, decides to write the owner a letter, standard yellow letter that we use in our business uh, all the time. And she called him and you know, said that she wanted $35,000 for the house. You know, because that's what she paid for it back in June or July of 2014. 
Uh, so she's basically been letting this house sit vacant for quite a long time and paying property taxes on it and whatever. Um, to each their own, I guess, right? So she calls about that property. Well, unfortunately, I'm not interested in that property because of, there's a long issue with the probate issue on it and not enough motivation there. But she has another property. And lo and behold, it's the house from last year that was brought to me by that other wholesaler. And so, again, she wants the $35,000 that uh, she paid for it. She's been paying property taxes on it for, for over two years now. And, uh, you know, she's not made any money off of it. So she's literally just bleeding from this property. So she says we want the money. It's like, okay, let me go back out the house and revisit it and, re and, and look at it again. So I decided to go out there and I bring one of my best buyers with me just so we can kind of see the process or the uh, the property itself and uh, find out that the house is actually even more damaged than it was before. People had been squatting in it and dumping trash and there was actually a bunch of uh, carpet remnants that were dumped in and around the house. Trash everywhere. And the worst part is, though, that somebody came in and ripped all the copper wiring out of the house from the electrical system. So now that's going to have to be completely redone. Permits are going to have to be pulled. A big mess is on the hands. So I called up the seller, and because Dylan's brand new, he didn't feel comfortable negotiating the deal. So I decided to do it on his behalf. So that way, you know, he just did his uh, his duty of finding the property for me. That's essentially all a property locator does. And so I offer the seller $20,000 because my buyer tells me that, you know, Greg, it's a deal all day at $25,000. So I offer 20. She's like, ah, Greg, you know, I appreciate you taking the time, but I just can't go that low. My partner and I, we just can't, we can't take 20,000. We paid, paid too much for it. I said, I understand, uh, Becky, no big deal. You know, call me if anything changes. So we left as friends, you know, and she was put in our follow-up system. Funny thing is though, we didn't have to follow up with her. She followed up with us about two weeks later. I got a text on the way back from my bachelor party uh, from Dylan saying that uh, Becky wants to now sell the house for 23000 So she's dropped their price $12,000 in a matter of two weeks simply because we made her a realistic offer. And so I immediately text my buyer and I was like, hey, man, can you do $28,000 on it? And he's like, you know what, Greg, I can make that work. So I said, great. I texted him and I said, yep, we'll do 23. So I uh, called the seller the very next morning and said, hey, Becky, you know, hey, I'm going to send you a contract here in an email. If you could sign it and return it back to me, uh, that would be great. And so I sent it electronically through HelloSign and uh, she reviewed it. Uh, she called us back to make sure that it was an as-is deal, that we understood that. And, and I, I reiterated that there was a line in the contract that says that it's as-is. And after that, she signed the contract. I immediately sent over the title company to get the title work moving on it because uh, the buyer wanted to close by the end of the week. This was on a Monday, and he wanted to close by Friday. I was like, great, so we're going to close this deal in less than five days. And so uh, title work came back. Everything was good. We were ready to close on Friday, but unfortunately, the seller had to get a couple of documents in order to get everything in line for the power of attorney she had over her partner to be able to sign the closing documents. And so the, the seller was on the road for a few days, so things kind of got pushed back. Uh, but we did close on the property on February 1st, and it uh, was obviously our first closing of the month, and we made $5,000 assignment fee. Dylan will be paid a $500 property locator fee. Um, 
not 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 bad work, guys, for about a two week process, um, from or about a month process from start to finish, maybe a month and a half, if you include the time that Dylan took to put the the letter together and mail it and start the the process of talking to the seller. And so Dylan spent less than a dollar in marketing, has made five hundred bucks. That's one heck of an ROI on it. Now, granted, guys, I want to make very 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 clear is in the extreme minority when it comes to sending out letters to get a deal done. You know, we send thousands of letters a month, and sometimes we don't get a deal from that uh, particular mailer every month. We might have to go a month or two before we get a deal from that specific mailer, and that's thousands of mailers. So Dylan got just the luck of the draw, happened to find the right person at the right time, and we did the deal. And so, you know, the point is, guys, is that, You've got to just start doing marketing. You've got to take action right now, and you can do deals just like what we did with Dylan. And, you know, you need to get hooked up with somebody that will help you along the way. And if you have any questions about that, feel free to email us at flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. Send us a little contact us thing, and uh, we'll be happy to answer any and all of your questions. I hope you found this very valuable as a case study for one of our current or our latest deals. Catch you on the flip side, guys. You've just listened to another flipping real estate like the pros podcast. You're another step closer to fulfilling your dreams as a successful real estate entrepreneur. We'd like to thank you for putting your trust in us to be your guide into this exciting venture called real estate investing. For more information, visit our website at www.flippingrealestatelikethepros.com. Catch you on the flip side, Alliance.